0: Snuff Production. Hello, welcome to Koshy's Easy Steps to Financial Success. I'm David Kosh, and I'm on a mission to help you fulfill your financial dreams. Now, last time we met, I spoke to you about how to cut costs, so you can save more of your hard-earned cash and put it towards that financial goal you set yourself right back at the beginning of this podcast series. And now it's time to focus on growing your income. I'm gonna tell you how you can bring home more of the bacon. You see, when people do their household budget, they always focus on the expenses and costs. They cut their way to extra cash, and that's good, cutting out the financial wastage, the things you don't need, but that can only go so far. What happens, for example, when you've cut to the bone, you've turned your life into a misery, and you still can't make enough money to meet that financial goal or dream. Listen up. The secret is looking at the other side of the budget, your income, live better, and earn more cash. Now, I've always worked two or three jobs at once. It's how we survived bringing up four kids. And to be frank, I've actually never trusted TV for a living. So I've tried to have a few extra strings to my bow. And I have to say, it's never been easier to have a second job or a side hustle to earn that extra income. More on that later. But let's start with your primary source of income, your salary. Think of it as your own version of Lotto or the cash cow if you're a Sunrise Viewer. Think about it. Earning an extra 20k a year is worth an extra $600,000 in today's dollars over a 30-year career. That is like your own lotto win. It's incredibly important because for most Australians, their wage is their most critical source of income. It drives the family budget and determines what, if anything, is left over for little luxuries and lifestyle expenses. So the big questions are, is your job paying you enough? And if not, what can you do to work towards getting a higher wage? So let's start by taking a good look at your job and stress testing it with these same hard questions. First up, what are your career goals? Have a long, hard think about what your dream job is and are you currently doing it or on the path to getting there? If not, I'm going to ask you, why not? Working is a large investment of your time and other than the income you earn, it's important for your job to be an investment in your future. It should motivate you towards or prepare you for reaching your ultimate career goal. Get out a piece of paper, write down your long-term career goal, then list the short and medium-term goals you need to achieve to get there, like specific experience or further education. Set some time frames and then follow your career plan. It's very hard to stay motivated in a job that doesn't challenge you, fulfil you, or set you on the road to a better future. The second big question is, does your company have good prospects and is it growing? Because the Australian economy is undergoing a huge change at the moment because of technology, digital disruption, and globalisation. Some industries are riding those opportunities from this change. Others are being threatened by it. So, make sure you're working for a company benefiting rather than being battered by this new environment. So, how can you figure out if your company has good prospects? Well, a company that's under financial pressure is likely to be in the bunker cutting costs and limiting opportunities to staff. You'll see telltale signs like retrenching staff, a freeze on hiring, a clamp down on expenses and paying suppliers late. If there's a clear explanation on why these changes are happening in the business you work in, like they're restructuring to grow or they're merging with a recent acquisition, then position yourself to be part of the new structure. If there's no explanation, then maybe, just maybe, you need to look for an employer which has better prospects. Next up, does your boss value you? Speak to your current boss about your future with the company. They have such a huge impact on whether or not you'll be considered for advancement. It's important to prove you are worth the extra money and responsibility by making a list of recent achievements you've made within the company. Things like... Oh, exceeding sales budgets or maybe you took on extra work or outperforming colleagues in some way. Also remind the boss of any unique skills you've got, experience or contacts you bring to the position and also share your goals with them to show that you're serious about getting ahead. You want them to realise how valuable you are to the company And how difficult you'd be to replace. Now, if the boss doesn't show any great interest in what you do or who you are, then there's only a very slim chance of being better off staying where you are. Remember, we're trying to find more income here. And if your boss isn't going to invest their time in you, they're not likely to up your salary in any significant way either. Now, look for the most important jobs in your company and what you can do to get one. There are a range of different jobs in every business. Some are more valued than others and pay more to those doing them. Look, it could be in accounting or sales or administration or being a supervisor. Whatever it is, identify the roles that are most valuable to the boss and see if you can transfer across. If you don't have the right skills, Look at how you can get them. It could be starting as a junior, uh, being trained up in the house, or even going outside to do a course at TAFE or university. Naturally, weigh up the cost of the extra education. Does it help you reach your career goals or the prospect of being able to change jobs to get that potential increase in earning capacity? If it does, then it's probably a good investment for you and you should do it or start a side hustle. If you're in a safe, secure job with limited opportunities that isn't demanding, maybe consider supplementing your income by starting a side hustle, turning that passion or skill or hobby into a money-making venture. Now, I'll go into this a bit deeper later in the episode, but look, if you are going to do this Don't let the performance of your full-time job deteriorate. Remember, your full-time job is providing that all-important financial security to allow you to try something new and earn extra cash. So it must not damage your existing income stream. Be smart about it, though. Don't make business calls during your day job because you'll probably get fired. And there's no reason why you should tell your boss about the part-time business But if you have a good relationship with them, it probably doesn't do any harm. You never know. They may even become a customer. But after all that, if you've decided your job is a dud, then just leave. My father always had a great saying, which I've tried to pass on to my kids. Have enough confidence in yourself to give anything a go. But if it doesn't work out, have enough confidence in yourself to go and do something else. In other words... Don't be scared to pursue a new opportunity, but if it doesn't work out, don't be scared to leave. The reality is there has been record jobs growth in Australia over recent years. Unemployment's low, job vacancies are high, so there are plenty of jobs out there for you. It's time to dust off that resume and get it up to date. A resume effectively markets you to prospective other employers. You want it to stand out from other applicants and then land an interview. When updating your resume, think of all the training, the experience and responsibilities you've accumulated since the last time you updated it and add all of this in. Include all your relevant experience, your qualifications, skills. Emphasize big career achievements. Remember, this is a marketing program Marketing you. Look at the advertised criteria for any job ads and tweak your resume for different job applications to make sure you're clearly meeting them. Work out what kind of jobs you're currently qualified for and what's the going market rate. Now, scan those career websites like seek.com.au or speak to a recruiter in your industry to work out how much you're worth. Now, if you don't want to move, don't. But negotiate a pay rise. If you're happy where you are, but want to bring home a little extra each month, think about negotiating a pay rise. But understand that clinching that annual pay rise has never been harder. You know it like everyone else. Average wage rises are barely keeping pace with inflation at the moment. Many industries have frozen salaries. They've cut bonuses, canceled performance reviews and abandon automatic rises. So you need a plan of attack, a strategy. Treat it like a military exercise. I remember when I was first asked to join Sunrise 17 years ago. Big commitment for, i got to say, not a lot of money back then. At the time, not many people watched Sunrise. So I asked for a bonus if we got to half the audience of our major competitor. Another bonus, if our ratings reached 75% of the competition, and another bonus, if we ever got to number one in the ratings. I thought it was a brilliant brilliant strategy, but they said no. I was dumbfounded. Their rationale was Sunrise would never beat the competition, and a bonus system would be demoralizing for me. Look, I (laughs) I was staggered. But I had to convince them that I was a big boy and I'd be fine. They reluctantly agreed, and the rest is history. As I said, it's all about the strategy. So, here are a couple of tips for you to have the best shot of getting your boss to agree to a pay rise. Number one, time it right. If your company is doing it tough or on the brink of collapse, then let me tell you, it is not the right time to ask for a pay rise. However, If you know your employer is doing okay, give it a go. Try and do it after you've had some success, like won a new client, increased productivity, or been praised by the boss for good work and they've recognised your value in the company. Approach the boss and ask, can you schedule some time with them to talk about your performance and your future with the company? Don't just launch into the conversation without warning. Make it formal, sit down, and take notes. Secondly, know your value. As I said before, research how much you're worth. Scan those career websites, look through the online job advertisements, or speak to a recruiter in your industry to find out what similar positions are paying. Delicately, I underline delicately here, present that information to your boss if you find you're being underpaid. Try and leave your emotions out of this. It's not personal. Don't treat it as being personal. Treat it as a business negotiation. Number three, prove your worth. Make a list of your achievements since your last performance review and refer to them in your meeting, one at a time. Also, remind your boss of any unique skills, experience, or contacts you bring to the position. Be upfront about it. Remember, You are marketing yourself here. Number four, seek extra responsibility. Discuss your future with the company and then quiz your boss on what you need to do to succeed or to reach a certain position. Ask your boss for more responsibility because this shows you're ambitious, shows you're a hard worker and you're keen to progress up the ladder in the company. If there's a new system being introduced, for example, Offer to become the first to learn it so you can teach other staff. This will make your value more visible within the company and allow your initiative to be noticed by others. Number five, boost your knowledge. Because learning new skills can help you move up the pay scale and off that career plateau which has been holding you back. So show initiative and ask your boss what training or further education you need to move to the next level. Because sometimes companies and bosses will even subsidise the cost of that education. So make sure to ask about this. But if the boss says no to any pay rise and won't change their mind, don't threaten to quit. Get some feedback and ask what you can do to get a raise in the next couple of months. But it's not always just about getting that pay rise. There are also some alternatives to a straight income pay rise, which can still make a big difference to your lifestyle. For example, let's talk about salary packaging, where you get non-cash benefits. Some of the most common packaging arrangements include salary sacrificing into superannuation to boost your retirement savings, funding a car lease, or maybe buying you a laptop. Check with your boss to see whether they offer salary packaging as a benefit and what items they've selected for their employees to package. The idea is rather than earn extra income, you save on some costs, which your boss will pay, and usually they get a tax deduction for it. Or look at personal development. Ask your boss if they'd invest in your development. They may be more willing to fund this if they believe the skills you gain will make you a more effective employee and help build their business and their profits. Now, this helps them understand that it's a worthwhile investment for the business. This is a business expense for the boss, so staff training also comes with tax advantages and they're more likely to say yes. And look for other intangible benefits. You know, flexible working hours are becoming the norm in Australian business, and the ability to work from home one day a week could do wonders for your lifestyle and family life, plus help save on daycare costs, travel costs, or even after-school care. Okay, so that's the strategy for getting more income from your main job. Now, let's talk about the idea of a side hustle. Having a side hustle or moonlighting, as it used to be called back in my day, can be the difference between getting rich or just plodding along. It's as simple as that. Having a job generally will let you pay all your expenses, save a little, maybe enjoy some luxuries, and generally be comfortable. But throw in a little money on the side that's not tied to any bills that need paying, and this money can go directly to building wealth through smart investments and the magic of compounding. That is where the fun starts, let me tell you. The reality is that it's very hard to become rich working for someone else. And I mean only working for someone else. Not everyone has the desire or even the personality to start and run their own business. But that doesn't mean you'll never be rich if you work for someone else but you need to have something on the side that is yours, that you own, that becomes an asset and a new source of income. So become an employee by day, entrepreneur by night. And let me tell you, you won't be alone. An increasing number of Australians are operating online stores outside their full-time jobs and 7% of Australians have a second job in the so-called gig economy. They're doing things like working for Airtasker, Uber, Deliveroo, maybe renting a room on Airbnb. An analysis of over 1,700 online operators found a large proportion of Australians working on their own online stores well into night. That's according to Big Commerce, And it shows that online store owners clock off from their full-time job and then become their own boss. For example, a friend of ours who's a nurse loves baking, so she started an online store offering to make cakes for special occasions. She's a very creative person, and the store has been a huge success and earns her a lot of cash, which then she uses to fund her travel adventures. So in effect, moonlighting in a part-time venture Is like providing the business with seed funding to get started, and although today's technology certainly helps, it can still be a difficult balancing act. So, the secret is to become a time management expert. Family life can suffer, and the risk of divorce increases. So you've got to weigh up these sacrifices before making a decision. It isn't easy, but it can be done if you follow some simple rules. First up. You've got to talk to the family. Discuss the idea with them and explain the pressures it will create on family life and the free time, but also the benefits they'll gain from it as well. Get them involved. And you need to be a good time manager. Take advantage of every minute of the day. For example, use lunch hours and free time to work on the business, but do it in a disciplined way and not during the hours where you should be doing your full-time job. Remember, that job is providing you that all-important financial security to try out your new business. And it's also why you should never compete with the boss. Apart from being unethical, you can be accused of fraud if you pinch any ideas and systems. So start a totally different business or a completely separate niche. And don't use company equipment. Unless you've got permission from your boss and offer to pay for anything that you use, do not use the boss's photocopier or PCs for your business. And if you're running it from home, confine the business to just one room. Try and limit your office equipment and storage to that room. Otherwise, you'll be constantly in turmoil and unable to escape the pressures. So hopefully... That's given you something to think about. Maybe, just maybe, it's time to launch that side hustle you've thought about for years but never did anything about. So boosting your income will help you towards your financial goal. And there are many more ways to boost your income other than a straight pay rise. But remember, ask yourself, are you doing the right job and are you with the right company? If not, update that resume and work towards getting a new job. If you are in the right place, negotiate a pay rise by having the right conversation at the right time with your boss. But remember, do your homework beforehand, know your value, and prove your worth. And if your boss says no, ask them to outline what you need to do to get one. Also remember personal development, salary packaging, And flexible hours are other ways your company can help ease your financial problems other than a straight pay rise. And a side hustle can be the difference between getting rich or just plodding along. But if you are going to do a side hustle, don't let it damage your regular job because this can put you in even more financial distress. If you want to learn more tips and tricks head to the Your Money and Your Life website. There are plenty of articles and some more hints from Libby and I. That's ymyl.com.au. Good luck. And when you're ready to take the next step in getting your financial life under control, I'll be here waiting. Koshy's Easy Steps to Financial Success was presented by David Kosh, producer Melody Ruiz. Executive producer Jennifer Goggin. Sound production by Darcy Thompson. Listener.